So I wrote down, why does everyone want to go to Santa Fe? And it made me think of the movie Newsies because that was the place where Jack wanted, Jack Kelly wanted to go in Newsies. He had this dream of going to Santa Fe. Do you remember that? In why, this movie? Why would I remember Newsies? I know you haven't watched Newsies, but in this movie, everyone wanted to go to Santa Fe. What's up, pilgrims? This is Rick Swift and... Madison Swift. Madison Swift, that's right. Rick Swift and Madison Swift of the Film Grouch Show. How's everybody been? Uh, has the world ended yet? We were gone for two years. We were basically just hibernating, um, you know, for the long extended winters and summers and all the ends of the world. Did you miss us? I hope they missed us because we're, we're missable. We're the kind, you know, we're the people that you miss. Yeah. We like being missed. So uh, if you're not familiar with uh, what we do here, let me give you a little bit of a refresher. We do a little thing that we call the he pick and the she pick. And right now we are on a he pick. I'm, I am he and she is she. Madison is she, obviously. Uh, there's no confusion here. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Uh, so we're on a he pick right now. And Obviously, when you hear this movie, you'll know it's a he pick. It is a Western. And I don't speak Western man, so I obviously would not have picked this one. No, and it's weird because I wasn't like going out to like, I don't want our podcast to be like all about Westerns or whatever, but we've done Tombstone now and now we've done this one. And yeah, so hopefully oh. the next one won't be a Western because it'll be a she pick the next one will not be a western i can guarantee you i'll eat my hat if you pick a western i'll tell you what <laughs> anyway what we do is we do like a little kind of like a kevin bacon game like a six degrees of separation kind of thing where we have to connect the last podcast that we did to the next podcast and we can't use the same actors and typically we try to make it just a an actor or a director or a writer if we really get down into the weeds and it starts to get like really bad uh but hopefully we'll be able to just use actors so madison's she pick the last episode that was two years ago uh was take, take me, me home. home tonight yes take me home tonight and that starred amongst a lot of other people it had chris pratt so i picked a little western movie that is actually directed by vincent d'onofrio and it came out in 2019, and it has some of my favorite actors, including some actors that, uh, or an actor that we've actually met, IRL, uh, and it is called The Kid. I read about you in the paper. Lies, mostly. Guess it don't really matter, though. I've done enough. You're Billy the Kid. My father's beating my mother to death. Kill my Lay low with me a while. He'll take us with you. How long have you been sheriff now? Two weeks. Don't I feel special?
you start writing about you, it means you're already dead. All of a sudden, I'm enemy number one. There are families in this town hurt by this man's crimes. Weapons! All the same to you, Pat. I'm fine right here. You just want Bonnie! And come and get him. You think you could run from me? No one has to die today. Well, ain't that one of life's harsh realities? Now hold on, one more step and it will be your last! You really think I'm like you? I know it is my lucky day. Wonderful. What do you think I'd do? You hurt one hair on his head. I'm taking my nephew with me. Every single one of these people is going to tell the tale of how you ran. They know it's not true. It doesn't matter what's true. It matters the story they tell when you're gone. So why did I choose this movie? Well, obviously... You kind of gave me a layup with Take Me Home Tonight because there was actually some pretty good people in that movie that I could pick. And we got there from Tombstone. So Tombstone had Michael Bean, and then you picked Take Me Home Tonight, which had Michael Bean. Yes. And then Chris Pratt uh, is who I chose. And I, he's in so many movies, and you went and chose The Kid. I chose The Kid. But okay, in my defense, it was a brand new movie at the time. I had no idea if it was going to be good or bad or ugly or anything. I just knew that it had Chris Pratt. This and... is this is what IMDb classifies it as. Biography, drama, western. This is what Madison classifies it as. Snooze. Bored, 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 right? This is not my type of movie. I know that there will be at least three chick flicks in my future that will be, you know, some cheap pick torture uh, sessions. I owe you for me because <laughs> I keep picking westerns. <laughs> oh. So why did I pick this though? But honestly, why did I pick this? Well, we met Adam Baldwin. I'm just gonna say it. We met Adam Baldwin in 2013 at a comic con. Um, wow. He was just that long ago. Yeah, I know. It was nine years ago. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, we met him, and he was like really cool and as you know i'm a huge uh full metal jacket fan for about a thousand reasons and that's vincent d'onofrio vincent d'onofrio was also in full metal jacket uh, he has a, a pivotal scene pivotal uh character in that and he actually directed this movie and so when i saw that i was like we have to see this like this has to be my pick so I know it's a Western, and I do apologize for two Westerns, almost like kind of back-to-back -back for my picks. Mm-hmm. My next one will be probably a spy drama, just to, you know. You don't know. You don't know what it's going to be. I'm going to try and make it a spy drama. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so whatever you pick, I'm going to, I don't know. I'll, I'll, that's the fun. That's like a lot of the fun, actually, is trying to figure out like a, the next thing to pick and you're you're gonna be challenged i think with this one because nope you can't use the same you can't use chris pratt again even though I, he's been like a thousand things i already made my choice and i did not use chris pratt no all right i'm impressed all right so uh a little bit of uh trivia about this movie is that um vincent d'onofrio's daughter layla george that he had with greta sachi is actually in it 
she plays Sarah, who is the kid's sister. Um, I was I was confused because I thought that the kid referred to Billy the Kid. It's actually not the kid that the title refers to. Um, and some some neat behind the scenes thing is I read an interview with Vincent D'Onofrio where they asked him about why he wanted to make this movie because this was an eight million budget movie that made like two million dollars. That's not that's a net you know loss. Obviously, this was a, what we would call a passion project, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason that he made this movie, and I actually put this in my review, and I, I was like, oh, great, I got it right. He had a father and a stepfather, and his father was kind of like a crazy guy. In his own words, he was completely crazy. Like, he let him watch all these movies that he never should have watched, and he was like a bad influence on him and stuff like that. And then his stepfather was like this firefighter who was like a kind of like a square, kind of like a, a, like a more down-to-earth kind of guy, and he kept him more grounded. And when you watch the kid... You see that he took these two really big iconic characters, Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett, if you're familiar with who they are, and he put the kid, which is actually Vincent D'Onofrio, if you think about it, it's Vincent D'Onofrio as a kid dealing with these two powerful father figures and helping him make the right and sometimes the wrong choices. And that's what the kid is really all about. Hmm. Um, And again, uh, uh, Layla George is his um, daughter and he directed her in this you know and he also directed i think his uh, nephew was also in this uh he played one of the uh like one of the sheriffs or something like that one of the one of the deputies i do believe mm-hmm. so did you find out anything interesting uh any interesting trivia about this particular movie i didn't really find out any cool trivia but one thing that i did i do remember from when we watched this movie and that i did notice in my notes um that i was just looking at was i don't remember I didn't recognize Chris Pratt. It took me forever to recognize that he was in this movie. I mean, I knew he was in this movie, but I just didn't recognize him. I kept waiting for Star-Lord to appear. And finally it dawned on me, oh my God, that's Chris Pratt. He was totally unrecognizable. I knew as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's Chris Pratt. And I looked over (laughs) at you like, let's see when she figures it out. And you didn't figure it out until like about the third time he was on the screen, I think. Because he was so effectively like uh, camouflage camouflage he like, had this bristly beard and his hair was all crazy and he looked dirty most of the time too yeah he really did and then he gets he gets scarred in the very beginning of the movie yes. he gets scarred by the kid so he gets even more messed up but yeah he he's a villain in this like a real bad guy yes real bad and i you know we'd re i i rewatched this just so i because i we hadn't watched it in a while and i rewatched it and i was like ooh. He's really bad. Like, I forgot how bad he is in this. He's a bastard. Yeah, he's definitely not like Star-Lord or Andy Dwyer or any of the usual characters we're used to him him playing. Yeah, for real. He, uh, yeah. So, who else do we have in this movie? We have, again, uh, well, Vincent D'Onofrio does a smart thing as the director. He only has a bit part in the movie. And I think that's a good idea when you're a director because you're so inundated with being a director you're busy you're busy and you'll be you're being pulled all different Mm -hmm. directions yep no pun intended but yeah so he has one little small part where he plays kind of like um like a a small town uh corrupt official in one in one scene uh you have ethan hawk who plays pat garrett and he does a pretty good job of um of being like a stoic kind of just matter of fact lawman 
Uh, and you have Dane DeHaan, who plays Billy the Kid. Uh, and I did see some interesting trivia about that. Um, he was 31, I guess, when he shot this. And apparently, Billy the Kid doesn't make it past 21. Ooh. Spoiler alert, in real life. Uh, and he is killed by Pat Garrett, according to all the legends. So, according to all the, the I guess, the history. Not to say legend. There's nobody that's ever disputed that Pat Garrett shot him. Um, there have been people that believe that he faked his own death and he didn't actually die there and there's a lot of whatever but most historians will admit that pat garrett killed him hmm. um and who else is in this again layla george is in this and that is vincent d'onofrio's daughter she plays the kid's sister sarah the kid is uh oh i can't think of his name right now but the kid i don't Jake know sure Jake Sure, I knew it was Sure. I wonder if that's really I wonder if he's related to Michael Sure. Isn't that Moe's? Yes, but I don't see anything on IMDb. How crazy that would that related. be if he was related to Michael Sure? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like totally different than anything that he does because he's always doing comedy. This was definitely not there I don't remember chuckling once. Well, maybe once. Uh and then of course Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin is in it and he has a small part where he plays, I guess, a historic figure as well um because according to some historical facts that i looked up he is a real person that was spoiler alert shot by billy the kid uh when he was escaping from a, a jail to be tried and hanged eventually so to give you a little bit of background there was a like kind of like a cattle rancher war or something like that that happened in the uh the new mexico territory and Billy the Kid was kind of on the wrong side of it. He was on the losing side of it, essentially. And Pat Garrett was on, uh, I guess, the other side of it. I, I, they don't really get into that because that's not really what this movie is about. This is about him being pursued after the fact. So Pat Garrett is just a matter-of-fact lawman at this point. Like, I don't care. Kind of like the fugitive. I don't care if you did it or not did it. I'm just bringing you in. That's my job. And they had been friends, which they alluded to a couple times uh, in the movie, but they don't harp on it like they did in other movie iterations of mm -hmm. uh billy the kid and speaking of that i put in my review that like the emilio estevez billy the kid is like this clown almost like he's just like this crazy psychopathic you know loves killing people kind of clown and then you have uh dane dehan who plays him as like this just pragmatic like I don't want to kill you, but if you're in my way, I'm going to kill you. Um, kind of cutthroat. Essentially what happens in the movie, the, the plot, is, is pretty pretty um, straightforward. But it's also interesting because it tied into a movie we just saw this weekend, The Gray Man. Because in The Gray Man, the CIA recruits him because he killed his father for almost killing his brother. That's a huge spoiler. Ah. Not really, because it starts off the movie like that. Yeah, but you don't know who he killed. Yeah, that's true. So I just ruined the gray man that like <laughs> ten people are watching. Like nobody's watching that because it's just getting destroyed. It's just. Is it really? Yeah, not not a lot of people are liking it, unfortunately. Oh, it's too bad. As a straight action movie, it's okay, but but anyway, we're getting off the topic a little bit because the kid Rio, that's his name in the movie. Rio is um, uh, he kills his father. Who had just killed his mother and was yes. about to kill his sister or god knows what else to his sister Ugh. and then um so he shoots his dad 
And then his uncle, who is the bristly Grant, Uncle Grant, that is Chris Pratt, shows up and is like, what'd you do to my brother? I'm going to kill you. So he starts to strangle the kid. Well, the kid manages to get some kind of edged thing and slices his face open and they 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 run off and uh they they like you know they're on the lamb essentially and when they meet billy the kid they're all holed up in the same kind of barn out in the middle of nowhere and that is when everything kind of comes into play but the plot is really simple it's just they're running away from justice or revenge actually not the law it's more like the uncle wants to kill him because he doesn't care that his his brother was a bastard piece of crap we deserve to die and and it's it's a different time and they talk about like towards the end of the movie they talk about like how women are like chattel they're not like they don't have any rights like Mm -hmm. oh well sorry that my brother killed your mom but i'm gonna kill you like that's just, oh well like it's just really matter of fact and he seems to think that he's on the right side of the law and it's interesting almost everybody thinks they're on the right side of the law on this so it's like vigilante justice to in him a western it is. town yeah to him it is but i mean he's just a scumbag really so in my notes i wrote down that i was confused i think what confused me was because i kept thinking that the kid the title of the movie kept referring to billy the kid but it wasn't referring to Billy the Kid. It was the son of the dead man. Exactly. The kid. And again, when you talk about Vincent D'Onofrio, the kid is really Vincent D'Onofrio, like using this Western to tell a story about like the influences that he had in his life with choices that he made and like if he was making the right choices and who was influencing him. But yeah, the kid, the kid I actually said could be three people in my in my third watching of it. It's like you got Billy the Kid, the Kid, and then, um, but yeah, I I was a little confused about that as well the first time we watched it. But I think the second time I watched it, I realized that the kid is not really, it's not Billy the Kid. Okay. So. So I wrote down, why does everyone want to go to Santa Fe? And it made me think of the movie Newsies because that was the place where Jack wanted, Jack Kelly wanted to go in Newsies. He had this dream of going to Santa Fe. Do you remember that in this movie? Why would I remember Newsies? I know you haven't watched Newsies, but in this movie, everyone wanted to go to Santa Fe. That's true. Everybody does end up going to Santa Fe. That's right. Why is that such a big place in the Western times and in the in the olden times it's like the hub it's like the central like area where everything is is that where everything happens happening yeah it's it's like remember this is the western frontier there's not even in fact there's uh there's a a goof on imdb that says that at one point um pat garrett says i'm here to take you back to to the new mexico state whatever the hell and somebody's like, uh, technically, New Mexico was still a territory. It wasn't oh a state yet. So I was like, that's the what you're going to goof on for these people? Oh, my, please. It's like, come on. And I guess at one point, you see Sarah stretch her arms up, and she's got like a like a tattoo that looks like it's like a modern tattoo. Like, I get it. Her character probably wouldn't have a tattoo. Right. But it's not like she had a wristwatch. <clears throat> or a cell phone. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, there's certain... Harry Potter people that have been known to have 
weird or not harry potter uh lord of the rings there's like a gandalf yes. uh goof where you see him wearing a, a freaking casio or something like that so or, it's not that bad or a starbucks cup or a starbucks like oh imagine star lord with a starbucks cup on the kid yeah anyway yeah i no, i really just thought this was cool for me for chris pratt because he always plays like a good guy to, so to see him be such a bastard i was like oh god i wanted him to die so bad in this so he did a good job and i have seen some people that were like this is the only movie i've seen chris pratt not play andy dwyer <laughs> yes which i guess yeah i mean yeah that he definitely got outside of his comfort zone like even just his just comfort like as far as washing your face yeah <laughs> just like as a human being <laughs> not being very comfortable but why yeah. does billy always look dirty well he's a convict he's he's a fugitive Let's talk about okay. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about who 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 is your favorite character. I guess I would have to say the sister because she was the only one I could relate to because she was the only female. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I would have to say my favorite character was Pat Garrett, but. He does shoot a horse at one part in this movie. I didn't like that part. I wrote down, why did they shoot the horsey? That made me sad. Oh, that's why I wrote Atreyu. And I wrote Atreyu, Noah Hathaway. (laughs) Now I know why. Because he shot the freaking horse. I don't like that. Don't shoot horsies. Yeah. And that, it's interesting because that's like the first time you see Pat Garrett. And everybody's always had this like kind of like straight laced like, oh, Pat Garrett's just a good guy. He's a good old sheriff guy. And then he shot a horsey. And the very first time you see him, he shoots a horse. It's a matter of fact, like... You know, he doesn't do it because he hates horses or something like that. And it's not like, you know, in Patton where he's like, you're you're holding up my entire effing army because of a mule? And he shoots the mule. No, he shoots the horse because Billy the Kid's, he's pulling it into the to the hole to like be able to use it. Like it's a car. You got to mm-hmm. think about it. In, in, those ter- in those times, a horse is like a car. So he's like, no, nope, you're not taking that. <laughs> and I was just like, damn. All right, here we go. Like game on. Um, so yeah, I think Pat Garrett was my favorite though, because he kind of knows that the kid has got a secret. Like he doesn't know what the kid's secret is by the time he he makes their acquaintance. Uh, the kid, but not Billy the kid, not Billy the kid. Yeah. I'll just say Billy the kid. I mean, I should say Rio, I guess he knows that Rio Rio and his sister are, are full of shit. He doesn't know why yet and what their sin is essentially, but he knows that they've done some something. They're not being straight with him. Mm hmm. And then, and I, I had kind of forgotten about this. There's a part where Rio really does become like an accomplice, and he actually robs a bank. Remember, he robs a bank so he can get arrested because that's the only way. At one point, he can get back to Billy the Kid. Yes. Um, but before that, there's this really tense scene, and I'm assuming that you've all watched this movie. It's, you know, it's been out for a while now, and don't don't listen to our podcast if you haven't watched it. But th- unless you want to hear all about the movie. Yeah, because this is that's what we do. Um, but there's a scene where they're at the dinner table and it's like really tense and they're like going to let him eat some food. And the kid, I was like, what does he do? He gave him butter. Yeah. Awkward he, dinner scene. Yeah. It's an awkward dinner scene. He slips Billy, the Rio slips Billy, the kid, some butter so he can butter his hand and get out of the cuffs, which yep. he does. And then he immediately tries to kill one of Pat Garrett's deputies. But then Pat reminds him that, hey, you see that guy right there? That you're chained to by the feet, I'm gonna blow his head off just like I shot that horse. And then what are you gonna? And he actually says he's like, 
what are your plans after I blow his head off? Mm-hmm. How far do you think you're going to get? <laughs> and so yeah. he's like, ah, I reckon not real far. He's like, nope. <laughs> so he decides not to kill him. And that's the only reason he decides not to kill him. It isn't because he has like some kind of conscience or anything and that guy's name is dave something let's call him dirty dave everybody's kind of dirty in this movie to go back to your point yeah but i found out some actually it's worse how he dies in real life because i was looking up some like trivia and stuff and uh when we get into on this day in history remind me to tell you dave's actual fate it's not good because in the movie he hangs and as he's hanging he like leaves a note he manages to slip a note to Rio who's been kicked out onto the streets after uh, Grant has set up a trap for them at this place in Santa Fe. Everything happens in Santa Fe. Um, yeah, so it gets kind of gets kind of bad for old Dave there. <laughs> Let's talk about complaints. You can't just say it's a Western no. and I was bored. So give me like what, what really just kind of pissed you off about this movie like what what do you think they should have changed or just what rubbed you the wrong way i have a note i would have liked to know how much time was passing throughout this movie yeah and i and even after the second time i watched it and they put him on the street i'm like wait he goes through all this trouble and he's just gonna throw the kid on the street and then it just flashes a little bit forward but you don't know how much right forward it flashes and when he decides to encounter when he tries to get back with Billy the Kid. Yeah. I'm what was a... the passage? How long was the passage of time? Yeah, they didn't do a real good job Mm-mm. with um with explaining that. They really didn't. Um, and I think that you know Danofrio would probably agree that he probably could have done a little bit better on that because. Just throw up a title card. Something. something Six months later, or however long something. it was. Yeah, I think they showed him like getting kicked out, and then like to me it was like it was the next day. But that didn't really make sense given what was going on. But then also it took like a long time for them to, once they were in uh, Santa Fe, to like do anything with Billy the Kid. It's like you have this guy who you know is lethal and you're going to, I guess he was going to be federally tried. So I guess they were going to bring a judge. I don't know. But it it was just kind of like uh, I didn't really get what was going on. And then, okay, let's talk about Adam Baldwin's big moment. So Adam Baldwin has this thing where he's guarding Billy the Kid. And this is he played an actual guy named Bob something. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. And when you first when you first see Adam Baldwin, he's got the door open to Billy the Kid's cell. Billy the Kid is chained in the room and Adam Baldwin is on like this chair like leaning back and he he starts telling him about no People don't know how to hang people real good. They don't do a real good job of it, and sometimes the head pops off. Essentially, that's what he says. I mean, it's like, you know. I'm, Sounds kind of threatening to me. Yeah, well, he's basically, and he's like, you know, and I never hang, I never hanged anybody anymore, or I've never hanged anybody before, so I'm not that real good at it. Basically saying, I'm going to pop your freaking head off. Yep. And it's really funny because somebody walks up, and he's like, what's old Bob doing? He's like, oh, he's just telling me a children's story. <laughs> that was the one time I laughed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's pretty messed up, man. <laughs> um and then at some point inevitably billy the kid does get he he, he breaks out um which is interesting because he uses an outhouse to make his escape yes and in the 
young guns i'm almost positive somebody like slipped him a gun or something in the outhouse or something like that but in this i'm waiting i'm like oh he's going into the outhouse and he literally just sits there he doesn't poop he doesn't do anything he's just sitting there he's not like looking around for a weapon he just sits there because i guess he's like working up his nerve to do something or whatever and he knows like this is his moment and then as he's walking on um back up to his cell on the stairs that's when he like you know he cold cocks the 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 deputy and uh gets his gun and then the deputy like runs and so he shoots him and they make it seem in this movie like he didn't want to kill the deputy it was more like oh man why couldn't you just he kept saying just calm down calm down and the guy's like ah and he like ran and then he shot him so it was almost like like a sociopath would say well i didn't want to kill you but yeah i i killed you because you were dumb so that was kind of the 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 way that they handled that i have that he tried to do a prison break kind of like the show prison break maybe i was referring to the outhouse i don't know did they use an outhouse because that's a very it's a trope almost it really is well, he pulled out the toilet from the cell, and then there were all these tunnels behind his toilet. Yeah, okay. I mean, that, it's a trope, I think, for a reason. And I think it might be partly because of the actual Billy the Kid escape. Because in Young Guns, again, they had a whole outhouse scene. So it must be historically accurate if they put it in both movies, is the way I look at it. I, I feel like they wouldn't have done that. you know. And then how many times do you see like in a like a anything where it's like somebody's being held oh i gotta go to the bathroom and then that's how they get away yes so but i guess in, this was like in real life that's what he did mm -hmm. so if, if i'm ever holding you captive you get a bucket motherfucker <laughs> you're not getting you better poop in that bucket anyway Ew. uh that's my poop bucket that's my poop bucket <laughs> what is that from <laughs> family guy oh god oh meg oh meg gets well she she breaks real bad so the coolest thing about this is to me the the subdued kind of nature to billy the kid again you could take this version of him and then the estevez version of him and somewhere in there is probably the the real billy the kid right like the way he probably really was because nobody's just one thing in their life They're, that's just ridiculous nobody is like always this way and always that True. way you always have like you know like you might wake up and you're a total psychopath but maybe you have a headache that day and you're just going to be a little bit more chill right <laughs> you know something like that but um subdued nature i wrote down there's not a lot of action in this movie no and that's one of the main criticisms that it's a, a slow burn or whatever but when the action happens to me like okay let's just say it when adam baldwin gets killed it's it's kind of funny <laughs> you wouldn't get mad at me for saying that but it is funny and i you know i watched it again and i was like oh that's the way he's like hi bob <laughs> and then if you watch the young guns he goes hi bob <laughs> bye bob which he didn't do in this one but he does say hi bob so i was like yeah and he you know that i guess that's historically accurate he killed that guy to get away so uh yeah, like you were saying, there's not a lot of action. The moments that there are, that that you get action though, they're it's pretty violent. Um, and it's okay. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, Mr. Bluebird on his shoulder. Thank you. I was gonna bring that up. 
<laughs> and yeah. ask if we could talk about the bluebird. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about the bluebird. That was also a funny thing because now sometimes around the house we'll yes. just like drop it as I like saw, a joke. I, I saw a bluebird today. You know what that means. <laughs> okay, so Chris Pratt has this great like monologue where he's talking about Pat Garrett is basically like, you know, you're kind of an asshole. And he's like, let me tell you a story. And he tells him about like how his dad like beat him all the time and something like that. And he said, but anytime I see a bluebird, that's going to be a good day. And he's like, and today I saw a bluebird. Yeah, but he went on and on and yeah. on and on. Yeah. About bluebirds. <laughs> it was funny because. <laughs> I kept waiting for the. And then you think about blue. Blue. Blue's Clues. Not Blue's Clues. Blue. Oh, from Jurassic, Jurassic Park World. World. Yeah, Jurassic World. He's always blue. And so the first time I thought about that, I was like, oh, that's funny. I wonder if that's like some stupid reference or if it's just like, yeah, I saw Blue Bird. That's probably was in the script. I don't think he like, you know, ad-libbed that or something. But yeah. So he, spoiler alert, again, he he's wrong. Seeing the Blue Bird that day didn't do him any good because Rio ends up shooting him, which I thought was cool because you have Pat. And he and Pat are going to do like a, you know, it's funny. They're going to do a, a, a gunfight and he's like, you know, we'll, we'll paste the, we'll count to 10 and then we'll, we'll shoot or whatever. And he's like, you do know how to count to 10, right? <laughs> Cause he's like, yeah, I know you're stupid as shit. <laughs> uh, but then out of nowhere, Rio just blows his head off. So that was kind of like, ah, oh, that was nice. That was a nice tight little ending there. And then. There's all this mention in the movie of, like, right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And, like, Pat has some really great lines about, like, you can do wrong in your life, but it's what you do after that that matters, right? That's, like, there was a lot of really good, like, lines in this movie. Like, there was some good writing in this movie, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I don't, you know, everybody, it, you look at Tombstone. Tombstone had some really wacky moments that were just kind of, like, okay this is in this movie i'll go along with it whatever because it had a lot of action and it had a lot of mm -hmm. like you know pulse there was like a, a heartbeat a pulse in it this was more like again it was like a, a stoic kind of slow burn i hate to use the cliche slow burn because that's not really what this was it wasn't like a suspense no. it wasn't even a suspense there's only no. a, there's a couple suspenseful scenes in the movie but i would not call this a suspense at all definitely not and if you're looking for, you know, historical accuracy in this, I don't know how historically accurate this is. You can look it up if you're really, you know, so inclined. But I do know, and I did put this in my review, um, that in the Young Guns, they said that somebody after Billy the Kid was dead went to his tombstone and wrote the word pals on there. And people have always assumed that that was Pat Garrett because he felt bad about killing his friend. But he also knew it's kind of like a, like a like a rabid dog, like you gotta put him down kind of thing. Even though he's your friend, you know he's only gonna kill more people and get himself into more trouble. And it's like a mercy killing is uh, the way. I think both movies actually kind of showed Pat Garrett's decision. Um, oh, that sounds like Woody and Buzz. So pals, pals though is interesting because there were so many pals in this movie that were together. You had. Um, they were all in the Magnificent Seven. Chris Pratt was in the Magnificent Seven. Vincent D'Onofrio, 
and Ethan Hawke. Not Adam Baldwin, though. But Adam Baldwin, again, was in Full Metal Jacket with Vincent D'Onofrio. And it's funny because I know their politics are completely divergent. Like, you couldn't be more politically different, right? And it's nice, though, when I see that kind of camaraderie that surpasses any of that bullshit. Because at the end of the day, you like to think that you're there for your friends. And that's kind of what I took from this movie is that it was a passion project that one of the friends, one of the pals was like, I really want to make this movie. And they're like, yeah, let's make this movie. Let's do it. And they, and they did it, you know, for their friend. And I think that the end result was good. It could have been a little bit better. Um, but I don't think that you, you, you can't expect like some kind of, I don't know, constant gunfights and action and stuff like that because that's not the way it was back then. If it was, it wouldn't have been a very long period of time, that's for sure. So this movie came out March 8th, and uh, in March 8th, on this day in history, which is a thing that we do here, we do two We do two couple little things here. We do a couple things. We do the he-pick, the he she-pick, which we're about to get into Madison's she-pick, so I'm very excited because... She doesn't tell me beforehand, so I have to try and guess sometimes, and it, it can be fun. Uh, but we also do the On This Day in History, because I'm a history nerd. So this movie came out March 8th, 2019. So I was looking up... I always like to try to find like a tie-in for this movie's release. Just an interesting thing. Well, there was a Woman's Day protest in Mexico. Real Mexico, not like old Mexico, we'll call it. Um, in 2021 where there was like a lot of uh, women and police officers that were like really messed up like there was uh, like 15 police officers four members of the public were injured and I heard 62 other people were were wounded um, but the reason that they had it is because government figures suggested that around 939 women were victims of femicide in 2020 now, what's interesting to me about that and how that ties in with this movie is, one, they're trying to get to Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, and that this is a movie about just how women don't even exist in the minds of, like, bad guys. <laughs> Literally, bad guys, right? Like, you look at Grant. Grant, ultimately, what Grant's revenge is is that he takes his sister-in-law and he turns her into a whore. And he has his friend user, and he says at one point, quite flexible. He's like, I wouldn't try her, but I have my friends make sure she wouldn't break. And I was like, that's why I was like, yeah, this guy's a total, burn him alive. I don't care, right? Like, he's a total scumbag. And so I thought that the whole, like, woman's plight played into this movie as well. And then the whole Mexico thing. And getting back to Mexico, uh, Dirty Dave, as I've called him, turns out in real life he didn't get hanged in New Mexico by the authorities. He actually made it to Old Mexico. And do you know where he went? He went to some town and they were like, oh, you're a fugitive, you're a bandit? This is what we do to bandits. Two guesses what they did to him in Mexico. They chopped off his head. You got it right, they chopped off his head. You didn't even look that up. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> so instead of having him be hanged, which is what happened in the movie, they literally chopped off his head and put it on a pike and Gross. put it in front of the town. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's way worse. Yeah, so that's the On This Day in History, and I'm sorry, Dirty Dave, um, 
you know, RIP and all that good stuff. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, we also do one little other bit, which is uh, the word of the day. So I forgot to mention the word of the day. I always do this. I need to mention it in the beginning so you guys can all play along. But we've mentioned it a couple times, and I think I think Madison beat me this week, or this this episode. The word of the day is bristly, B-R-I-S-T-L-Y, which stands for it's an adjective of hair or foliage having a stiff and prickly texture. And yeah, I you took mine. I was gonna obviously do the whole Chris Pratt with his bristly beard, and it, like that is like the the that would be like the picture for bristly his his <laughs> character that's so, what i know you got it in there twice i think i got one and it was kind of forced so i think you you got the you won this one i think i, I do think you got it twice right were you taking notes on that nope well i know you got it at least once and i i feel like you got it twice so i'll give it to you and that does it for our our weird little uh games and now it is time for madison to take the floor and give me the actor and see if i can figure out what her she pick is the actor is vincent d'onofrio okay okay i was hoping you'd pick vincent d'onofrio because technically he was in it even though he was the director he was also in it so that works either way even if we aren't just even if we aren't using actors because he, he had a small scene in it Mm-hmm. all right give me the decade or give me the genre my pick is very controversial Ooh, i like it i like controversy it's my wheelhouse this came out in the mid-2000s. It's a comedy, drama, romance. Oh, my God. <gasps> comedy, drama, romance with Vincent D'Onofrio. In the 2000s? I can think of two movies that I know that... But they were in the 90s, so the 2000s. So here's the story with this one. There's a, you got a story for me? Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> Everybody was saying how great this movie was, and I never saw it in the theater. And then I bought it sight unseen, and I watched it on DVD. And I said, this movie's terrible. And I haven't watched it in years and years and years. But I decided, let's give this another chance for my she-pick. Oh, my God. It's not Meet the Deedles, is it? No, it's not Meet the Deedles. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio wasn't in that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> Oh, um, God. I know it's not my own private Idaho. No. Or Minnesota. There's no states or cities in the title. <laughs> God. I, I was just talking to one of my friends at work, too, and I was trying to explain to him the Kevin Bacon game, and then I was trying to do an example one, and he's like, aren't you supposed to be good at this? I'm like, yeah, I should. All right, let's let It's not the cell, because the cell is the one that... That's nope. not a comedy. All right, let's... Let's end this torture. It's The Breakup. Oh, no. The one with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston? Yep. Okay, let's talk about this. We're not, we'll, we'll just get into it real quick. Actually, no. I'll save it for the show. I'll save it for... Oh, that is actually the perfect revenge movie to use against me for 
torturing you with two westerns. So it is basically the ultimate chick flick designed hey. to make men. It's got Jennifer Aniston. You can look at her. Feel like they are poopy heads. No, that's true. No, I and it has it has again pals. It's got Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, I believe, is in it, right? Affirmative. And my buddy uh, Peter Billingsley, Ralphie. They're all friends in real life. And then, of course, my favorite scene in that movie, which we'll have to talk about. Yes, jump then. But obviously, it is uh, America's says. John Michael Higgins is in it. Yes. He has a, a great part in that movie. Wow. that's not, that, It's not bad. Let me ask you this then. Because it's crazy that you picked this. Because I bought the DVD the same. Sight unseen. <laughs> because, people, because of the controversy. And we didn't even know each other at the time. We did not. It was 2004. No, this movie came out in 2006, sir. Oh. So well, it must have been 2006, was... 2007 time frame. Okay, that was like... We did know each other then, but we hated each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. It came out... We're like the opposite of the breakup. <laughs> yeah. June 2nd, 2006 was when it was released in theaters, so I don't know when it came out on DVD. Okay. I just remember that I bought it, and I I was living with Emma Darwin at the time. I was so. in the... It, it was the same situation, sight unseen. We both bought it. And I was so excited because they had... When I bought it, they said there's a guy version and a girl version. So it was like a he pick, she pick. It was like it was just like that. I was yep. like, wow, yeah. I watched them both. So this would be probably the fifth time I've watched this movie. I've only watched it the one time because I was so mad. Okay, good. Okay, so then what version are we gonna watch then? Because I have it where we can flip it and we can watch the guy version or the girl version. I don't know. We'll have to look and see what I have. We're watching my copy. Oh, okay. Because my pick. This is your pick. This is the she pick, and you yes. are a she. I'm a she. Oh, I have one thing I had to say. Oh God, I can't believe I forgot. Speaking of the the separ- the six degrees of separation, Julia was in a movie with Layla George. Ah. It was a short sci-fi film directed by Adrian Carr, who was the director of the short that inspired Tango Down, the one that got the Urban Action Award and everything. Aha. Uh-huh. So he did a he. I watched it. He did a sci-fi. It was like about like 35 minutes or something like that. And I think I watched it like on YouTube. I don't know. It was a while ago. But yeah, I, I was looking up, you know, the actors and I saw Solus. I was like, wait a minute. That's Julia was in that. And then our buddy Hiram, who was in Tango Down, was just in a series on Amazon Prime with Chris Pratt called The Terminalist. Mm-hmm. And he was in Tango Down. So there's like a lot of Tango Down connections. So I got to get Adam Baldwin and something here, man. All right. Anyway, that's it. I just wanted to like brag a little bit about that and say that I thought that was pretty cool that some of the people in this movie were in some other stuff that I was part of. So I thought that was cool. Who is she? She is Madison Swift. And who am I? I am Rick Swift. And if you want to follow us, you can follow our crazy butts on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Film Grouch. And you can follow uh, Madison at Movie Princess on Twitter as well. Uh, make sure you check out our site, filmgrouch.com. We do reviews occasionally, if I feel like it, because this is a jobby, as my boss likes to call this. It's a it's a hobby that feels like a job that you don't get paid for, so it's a jobby. So we love you. Thank you very much for listening to us. Okay, thank you. And, uh, you know, have yourselves a uh, merry little July or whatever. And uh, 
honestly, if you haven't watched The Kid, you should probably check it out. If you even remotely like Westerns or if you remotely support any of these great actors that were in it. So, thank you very much again for listening. And now, for real, goodbye. Bye.